Shalom Abrochurop, the Mesech is Boba Kamodaf Memzayin. Today is Dav discusses evaluating the cow versus the fetus, evaluating them together as opposed to separately. We discuss dividing the value of the cow and the fetus. And then we have a brand new Mishnah discussing people who invade other people's property. The guy who sticks his pots in someone else's property. If he has Vishos, does that mean that the owners? automatically taking a chryas for his pots, that if the animal overeats, is that the animal's fault? We begin with uh, Rava, who gives a second answer. He didn't like Abaye's answer. Why the cow, the pregnant cow who gores, that the cow's going to have to pay half and, a qu- and an eighth of the fetus. The problem is that the Mishnah says half and a quarter, and Abaye is learning it that it's a quarter and an eighth. So rather, Rava says, no, no, no. We're not talking about where there were two separate owners, one of the cow, one of the on the baby. It was one owner. When the cow is here, then you'll pay Chantinezek of the cow. But if you don't have the cow, then the Mishnah is saying, okay, but then still pay a quarter from the Vlad, the fetus, which is here. The Tom, the Tom is only going to be paying Migufoy of the animal. If you have the cow, you'll pay half of that. But now that the cow's gone... Rav understands that the fetus and the mother are one hefza. They'll be able to pay from the fetus. Now this is only in Rav Shita when you're not sure whether the, the baby was still in the mother when it killed the ox. If you do know, then you can pay full chantin as like from the vlad. Here it's a suffix, so we're going to be dividing it. That's who says to divide whenever we're unsure by mominus. Now this is all Rava Lashita, so Rava holds that you can collect when a cow gores from its baby because it's one goof. And the Gemara points out that if a chicken damages, you cannot collect from its eggs because the eggs are a totally separate entity than the mother. They come in their own packaging. Next, Rava says that we, when we're evaluating how much you have to pay, megufoy of this cow and its fetus, we don't say, okay, how much is a cow worth? How much is a fetus worth? And add them up. No. You say, how much is a pregnant cow worth? Which is not as much. It's two separate cows. A cow and a calf. Because if you were going to do it separately, then the mazik's going to have to end up paying more. The Gemara says, same would apply if someone cuts off the hand of his evid his friend's evid, or damaging his friend's field. We don't say, how much would someone be willing to pay to not have their hand cut off? We say, how much is this evid worth with his hand, and how much can he be sold without his hand? Same if an animal eats up a row in someone's field. You don't say, how much is this row worth? You say, how much was depreciated from the field in large, at, at, at whole? Now, Rav Achabre, the Rav asks Shavashi, if we're just trying to figure out how much the mazik has to pay, why are we trying to back up the mazik? We're not taking sides here. What's going on? Well, the Gemara explains that the, the mazik is, is going to claim that I had a pregnant cow that killed your ox. So don't evalu- start evaluating calves. Evaluate what did the damage. If you want more, yeah, might smech a Evaluate my pregnant cow. Now, the Gemara says if you have two separate owners, one for the cow, one for the Vlad, so yes, the cow is one thing, the Vlad is the second, and obviously they'll each belong to their owner. 
the, 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 it gets a little trickier when we're discussing the appreciation that the Vlad does to the cow. So the extra fat that the Vlad made in the cow, that belongs to the cow owner. But the extra robustness that the cow has, that's a bigger cow because it was pregnant. So if Papa says, that belongs to the Balapara, Rav Achabre, the Rav Ika says, that you divide. In La Alocha, we divide that value. Now in the next mission we learn, if you have a potter guy, he makes pots, he brings all his pots into his friend's backyard without any permission. In fact, the guy tells him, don't bring them in. And then the Balachotzer's animal destroys all of these pots. He's potter. In fact, if the, the guy's cow gets damaged by these pots, the pot guy is chayev. However, if he had Rishus, then the Balachatzer is going to be Chayef for destroying his pots because he let him bring them in there. Second case, if a guy brings his fruits into his neighbor's Chatzer without, without Rishus, then anything that is that the Chatzer guy's animal eats, he's Potter for. And if, his, and if the Chatzer animal gets damaged by this guy's fruit, the fruit guy is Chayef. If he had permission, then the Balachatzer is going to be Chayef in the third case, if the guy bring his, brings his ox into his friend's chotzer without rishos, and the Baal bites his ox, gores his ox, or his dog bites his ox, the Baal bites his potter. What's your ox doing in my backyard? And if, the, if this shar gores the Baal bites his shar, then the invading shar is going to be chayev. If this ox that runs in falls into a pit and ruins the, the water down and down in this well, He's going to be chayev for that water. If he gores a person, his father or son, he's going to have to pay kaifer. He's not allowed to be there. However, if he came in with their shows, then the balachotzer is going to be chayev. Rebbe says that the balachotzer is never chayev unless he actually accepts that he's going to be shoymer. Now, in the Gemara, we say that the pot guy is chayev for any damages that his pots caused because he came in there without rishos. But if he had rishos, then he's not going to have to pay. It's okay that his pots were there. Even if his pots damaged the Balachotzer's animal. We don't say that the pot guy is automatically accepting to make sure that his pots don't damage the Balachotzer's axe. Who holds that? Rebbe. Because Rebbe says... That if there's nothing spoken, if anything, if anything is set up stam, there's no acceptance of shemira. Now the thing is that in the sefer we learned that if he bring if he if he brings in his axe with rishos, then the balachotzer is going to be chayav. This is going lishitas there bonon who say that stam if nothing is spoken, you are accepting to guard it. That's why the Balachatzer is going to be Chayiv. So we have Rebbe in the beginning, we have Rabbanan in the second case, and to make matters worse, in the last case, in the Seifa, Rebbe says outright that he's going to be Chayiv only if he accepts, only if the, the Balabais accepts to watch it. That's Rebbe Shita again. So again, so we have the Reisha and the Seifa are, are, is Rebbe. In the middle is Rabbanan. That doesn't sound like a healthy formulation of a Mishnah. Rebbe Seifa says... Chill out. It's fine. That's exactly what it is. Rava has a second answer. He says that it's actually all the Rabbanon. We're talking about where the Baal HaChatz are accepted to take care of the pots, even if the wind were to break in.
Now we shift into the next case of the Mishnah, where the guy brought his fruits into the chotzer of his friend. Now Rav says that the damage that was done here was that someone slipped on his fruits. His animal slipped on his fruits. But if the chotzer owner's animal came and ate this guy's fruits, and he died from overeating, then the owner of the fruits is going to be potter. Because he could say, look, your animal shouldn't have eaten it. Rav Shisha says... Hold on, Rav, you must have been sleeping when you said this. We have a brisa that tells us that if someone puts poison in front of an animal, Medine Adam, he's potter, but Medine Shemayim, he's going to be chayiv. True, he didn't poison him, but he gave him the thing that he knew he was going to eat. And, right? So now, by poison, animals don't automatically eat poison. Right? He's not going to just chomp down on side, not necessarily. But by fruits that animals totally eat, over there you'll be chayv even b'dinei adam. Hold on, Rav. You told us that there's a valid taino that he could say, hold on, your animals shouldn't have eaten it. Why would he be chayv? Leaving poisonous fruits. So the first answer is that the truth is that eating fruits, poisonous fruits that he leaves in front of someone else's animal, would also be part of b'dinei adam, only chayv in shemayim. The chiddush there was that even by poison, which isn't something which is normally eat, which a, 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 a animal will necessarily eat, the chiddush is that you'll be chayv midin a shemayim, that you're not potter, even though it's not something which is normal to eat. Alternatively, a second answer the Gemara offers is that we're talking about a poison that animals do eat. It's like a poisonous herb, which is the same thing as fruit. So that does stim with rav. Next, the Gemara asks, we have a woman that goes into someone else's house to grind her wheat. She's not allowed to be there. If that Balabais' animal eats her wheat, he's potter. Why do you bring it into my house? If the Balabais gets damaged on this wheat, then she's going to be chayev. Hold on. Why are you eating her wheat? According to Rav, that should be a good taina. She should not be chayev. Look at my answer as well. Why is that any different than if he would have slipped on the food, on the fruits? The Gemara says, hold on. So well, what's the Havamina? Well, in our Mishnah, we use the Lushan of Imhuska Bohen. If he got damaged on them, that he slipped on this guy's fruits, that he put in his chutz without permission. Over here, it just says that he got damaged. It doesn't say Bohen on, the, on her wheat. So over here, it could be talking about where he ate it, not that he slipped on it. The other time, will say that it doesn't matter, sl- uh, slipping on it or eating it. She'll be chayav either way. She, should, she wasn't allowed to be uh, put her, fruit, her wheat there. Next, the Gemara learns that if someone brings his oxen to his friend's chotzer without permission, and the animal eats his wheat, he defecates, makes a mess, and then dies... So, in that case, the Balabais is going to be potter for this animal's death. But if the Balabais gave him or shush to bring his animal in there, in which case, in that case, the Balachotzer is going to be chayef for this animal's death. I, Rav, why doesn't the owner just say, you hold, your animal shouldn't have eaten the food? Rav says, hold on, you can't, you can't ask Akash on Rav from a case where he was allowed to bring his ox into the Chutzer. When he gets Rishos to bring his ox in there, 
the Balachatzer is accepting to watch over this animal here for any damages the man incurred to this animal, even if you were to strangle himself. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.